Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. All right, and here we are at the start of 2022, and we're live. All right, we're uh, keeping the podcast going for at least another year. <laughs> that's right. We're committed. Yeah, it's been over over a year. That's right. We've we've uh, we spanned into three years now between 2020, 2021, and now 2022. Yep. Yeah. So we will see. Crazy stuff. Well, I think. This was um, this is the first episode since our uh, 2021 in review episode, which oh yeah we recorded last week. I, I keep forgetting if we recorded the last time was before Christmas or if it was after, and it was just last week. So it hasn't really been um, uh, a huge gap <laughs> since our last time. <laughs> yeah, still uh, still a little bit uh, getting back from vacation mode and uh, you know all of that, but. Yeah, ready ready to get the new year going. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like um I was just telling you right before we record that uh normally the last week of Christmas we're up at a camp with our church youth group. Uh they do like a winter camp every year and normally it's over it's like spans like the first or the last couple of days of December through the first couple of days of January. Um and so normally I'm, you know, not even home for that last week. Uh, last year, this time we had COVID and so we were sick and in bed and, you know, didn't want to do anything or, or even move. So this year was the first time they had like a week after Christmas before the new year. And I was like, what, what do I do with myself <laughs> this time? I had plenty <laughs> to do, but it just felt weird. Like, like I shouldn't be working, but I was working and, you know, everyone else is online. It's quiet. So it, it was like a interesting, it was almost, you know, it was almost kind of fun. It felt like cheating a little bit where I get this extra time to uh, knock stuff out because we didn't really have like a trip planned and my wife was also working. So we were like, I mean, we're not really going to like staycation. There's no real reason not to work right now. So I ended up getting a decent amount of things done last week. Uh, I think also because that arbitrary end of year uh, date and goal and things I wanted to cross off my list, but also just because I had the free time and no one else was online. Yeah. Yeah. I worked last week too. And it was the same thing. Like, it was really quiet. Um, Noah was off for the week, but we still had, we had like very little support. Uh, so even though I was manning that, it was, it was pretty easy. Um, and yeah, just like worked on stuff and, and got stuff done, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like being able to work like undisturbed from, not from like the things that, that come up, but the things that could come up, you know, you like expect it to be quieter. And so I was just like, I don't think, anyone expects me to reply to an email during this week. So I'm not, I'm, no one's <laughs> expecting me to reply to a DM this week. So I'm not, and I'm just going to put my head down and get down to the things that I really want to get done. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when you're able to do that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a rather productive week. I, I managed to uh, finish up the slides and all the recordings for marketing like a media company. So I can officially check the box on all the, um, like logistical items there. Now I just need to like launch it and promote it and get people to watch it. But, um, the hard part's done. <laughs> and, wow. uh, I spent, yeah, most of Thursday and Friday last week 
recording the last sessions and uh, writing up the last the last slides, making the last changes. Um, uploaded all the last modules last night, which there was still like this annoying thing. I had turned off all the notifications in Circle so that when I upload it, people don't get like a bazillion, bazillion emails. But apparently when I had first had the notifications on and then I turned them off, then like the end user still has to like turn them off to receive. Like now anyone who joins oh weird by default won't get a notification but everyone who did before does <laughs> yeah. so of course i got more emails about hey did you know that you're getting <laughs> a thousand emails in five minutes i was like oh here we go again oh no uh it's whatever i'm glad i did it last night and not today because it was at like you know 11 p.m last night just happened yeah i'm gonna like, get this done before I hit the ground running on monday but uh yeah anyways check the box there and um i got it done cool that's awesome. What what's the plan for the launch? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if I should really c- try to push for a launch this week. Um, there's really, really nothing stopping me because really all all I need to do is send out an email and and a tweet thread. Um, it's just a matter of if I can get that done with all the other things that are that are happening right now, playing some catch up and also just other things that are new projects this week. Um, so it'll either be like a late this week launch or an early next week launch. I'm probably going to do early next week, like maybe next Monday, um, just for the sake of simplicity and give it some time to like think over all the wording and all the things that I want to do. Uh, but really that's it after that. Um, I originally considered offering a coupon or like a discount, but I'm kind of tired of doing that and don't want to like get in the habit of doing that for every single thing that I could offer a discount for. So yeah, I think I'm just going to start making noise about it and then launch it and then start creating some content to support it as well, like over Twitter and talk about some of the major themes that are in the course and kind of lead that back to the course as well. But uh, yeah, I think early next week, tweet thread, email and call it a day on that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. I was weird to like record the last one and be like, all right, I'm done. Like now I have to, <laughs> now I have to market it, but like, there it is. It's just, I have all the files now. And I think the progressively like uploading it as I went also helped because mm. then I could sort of check that box and get it in front of people before it was really like done um, and like launched in people's hands. So uh yeah, just getting like that final third of the course done last week uh, was huge, and now it's behind me. Yeah, yeah, that's a big project. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I I always forget how much work is involved with the course, <laughs> um, and then every time, I'm sort of scrambling a little bit, or at least it always feels like I'm not as like prepared or researched. But then like I go back and look, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much content, and like it's fine. You know, like there's always going to be something I wish I had added earlier on or some sort of piece of research that I forgot or a point that I wanted to make, but you just got to call it done and keep moving. Yeah. So that's three total courses now. Yeah. Three courses, mental models for marketing, uh, refactoring growth, AKA five factors of growth and now marketing like a media company. Wow. Awesome. Yeah pretty sweet. I even managed last week late on Friday 
um it's funny because louis nichols put out a tweet about uh the like holiday side project urge as a founder to like oh, squeeze yeah. something out in that in that time and um during that time it was funny because that day i was thinking about like oh i wonder if there's like something i could make in that that last week you know after after christmas <laughs> now that we won't have anything and i was like well if i finish everything in time that i really need to then i'll get to it and um so just for fun i ended up putting together like a, a pretty short little course on poker of course just for fun uh-huh. and um recorded that all friday afternoon and then uh launched that today but also got to check the box on that and get that out of my system <laughs> wow <laughs> that's crazy yeah you were you were yeah. super productive last week yeah i feel like th- i mean that's really what can happen when there's like no other distractions and no other administrative work that needs to be done it's just like pure deep work um I mean, obviously it's kind of unsustainable to you. Like I can't just be cranking out courses left and right and I don't need to or want to, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's totally what's possible. Yeah. Cool. How, how was the reception to that? To the poker course? Yeah. Yeah. It's gone pretty well. I just made it pay what you want with like a minimum five bucks. Uh, oh, okay. just cause that like covers like the processing fees and whatnot. I figured if I made it a dollar, then I would end up making like, you know, like 50 cents on every sale. <laughs> I was like, I need to make it yeah. a little bit more than a dollar. Uh, so I made it five bucks, but yeah, I think it's got like three sales so far and I'm not expecting really anything from it. It's more just me to get something out of my system. But, um, yeah, it's gotten like a little bit of buzz on Twitter and I'll leave it, leave it, you know, just to be live living on its own and maybe check back on it later. But so far it's gotten a couple sales and maybe, uh, maybe sp- spur some other conversations with some other people later yeah that's awesome yeah just building that catalog producing that's that's sweet <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> if that ends up becoming like a big source of revenue later i will be shocked <laughs> uh and pleasantly surprised but um otherwise it feels good just to i don't know it really was like a like a fun thing to just do and create and it was also one of those things where you know they say that the best way to learn is to teach so I found that also like putting together all the slides really quick and just like going over some of the basic thoughts that I had been, or just like notes that I've been collecting over time over the last year anyways, then I put it all together. And then I was like starting to realize other things. And, um, I feel like it was like beneficial for me just going through the exercise itself. Um, so it was fun that way. Yeah. I will say, uh, you never know what can happen. <laughs> Case in point, me writing some JavaScript for your website for fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now it's my my job full time. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. That'd be weird. Yeah. yeah otherwise, um, I've been trying to think about like goals and some like loose 2022 planning so I can run through that a little bit later. Uh, and then today, maybe next week, Maybe next week I can share more about it. But today, making some progress on the the super secret project that I haven't talked about in a bit. But um, I should be able to finally talk about that very soon. So Ooh. TBD on that. But um, stay tuned. Yeah. What's been new with you the last week or so? Uh, anything top of mind? Anything new? Just um, getting prepared to beta launch our affiliate program. 
Uh, oh, sweet. I'm super excited for. I, I feel like I've been talking about this for forever uh, and people have been asking <laughs> for forever <laughs> and it's finally ready. Um, and yeah, should be this week reaching out to um, the first small group just to get things set up and, you know, make sure it's working. And um, I'm sure there's going to be little things to figure out, but yeah, it's, we're, we're basically ready. I would say 90% there with the materials and uh, the tech side is ready. So yeah, looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, using Rewardful, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Using Rewardful. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there's kind of like a couple technical hiccups, but is it basically all ready to go now? We just mainly need to like reach out to people and start inviting them to the program. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, their uh, support was super helpful. Uh, so shout out to them. And yeah, everything's ready to go now. Yeah, that's awesome. We're uh, we're going to be taking another sort of stab at affiliate stuff for SavvyCal as well. I think this month doing some more outreach. My my experience has been, there's definitely the, I think I've shared it before, but like kind of the power law with affiliates and that like one affiliate will drive 90% of the, the traffic and the leads. And then, you know, you might have, it's almost like the Google search rankings, right? Where it's like number one will drive, I don't know, 75 plus, And then number two will drive another like, you know, 20%. Number three will drive like 4%. And then like all the rest will drive the other 1%, which is basically nothing. Um, It's not always the case, but that's in general been our experience. And so it's, it's basically just kind of whale hunting. Like what are Mm -hmm. all the like top and most obvious sources and people that make sense to be an affiliate and then directly reaching out to them. Because unless, I mean, you think about it, it being like a, a basically B2B or B2B, B2B to C SaaS, it's not like an Amazon affiliate program where you're throwing it up there for thousands of bloggers to all fight over traffic for to include on their site. It's just like, there are only a couple out there, right? Like the, the number is very <laughs> small. So you might as well just reach out right. to them directly. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Um, yeah, my thought is, so there's a few... Uh, people with like higher traffic Webflow sites that already have relationships with that are interested in affiliate. Uh, there's actually a few more I found just looking through our Google analytics referral sources. Hmm. Um, so I was thinking it probably makes sense to reach out to them, even hmm. though it's like, I mean, it's technically free traffic right now, but it's, I don't know. It still seems like it provides even more incentive if, if we get yeah. them on board the affiliate program. So to do more up above and beyond what they've already done. Mhm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm trying to keep expectations low even though I'm excited about it, uh just because I feel like especially for I don't know, people like myself probably, <laughs> developers, uh you know, people that that want to believe in in the product led growth, it's like Affiliate seems like a, a way that if it works, like it could just sort of work on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. But everything that I've researched and read, and I know it's in your refactoring growth course uh, and some of the other, the case studies I've, I've read about from other companies doing it, it's like, it doesn't work that way. Like you have to put in effort, you have to mm. help push things along and um, provide, you know, resources and guides and, and how to, 
uh, you know, teach them how to maximize their, their earning potential. And so that's what I'm hoping we can do, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it just has to do with like the dynamics of how they would go about promoting you. And if they already have like this strong engine of content they're producing and things they're putting out there where they can be very easily just like tack on an affiliate link or change their current link into an affiliate link, then you can be like pretty hands off and sort of, you know, affiliate led growth, right? Where you're just sort of letting Mm -hmm. the affiliates do most of the work. But I think from a lot of the advice and from our experience too, is that most of the time it's somewhere in between where it's not like they're not doing anything before, but they're not really like maximizing how they can do, uh, how, how they can promote affiliates. So you have to like meet them halfway with like co-marketing mm. stuff essentially, right? Where you're giving them that, them ideas and, or you're writing blog posts or allowing them write blog posts for you or, uh, yeah, they might not be like the most sophisticated affiliate marketers out there, right? Where again, or it's like an Amazon affiliate network, then it's sort of like the best affiliate marketer wins. And so they're all right. really, really right. well-skilled and they know exactly what to do. Whereas if it's more of like a casual, you know, Webflow designer or agency or content creator, they might not be as like ambitious and um, I guess like in the know for how to make the most of affiliate programs. So you have to do some of that work a little bit, but um, yeah, it, it'd probably take a little bit of work. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be cool to see, you know, not to jump ahead to 2022 goals, but uh, definitely one of mine is to experiment more. I, I feel like, not that we took a step backwards last year, but in some ways, like, it became more about defense and less about offense. And I, wa- I want to get mm. back to trying new things and uh, get away from more of, like, protecting what we already have, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's was, was a super solid foundation now, especially, right? So yeah, if there's every year to really experiment, uh, I think that's a, that's definitely, that makes a lot of sense. I was just uh, reading a tweet from Matt Giovanisi, who's one of those really, really skilled affiliate marketers actually. And um, so he has this like content site around uh, swimming pools and pool care and stuff like that. And he was basically saying that all of last year was his year where he like dedicated to uh, basically just to conversion rate optimization. So like everything he did was all about how do I make more of the traffic that I'm already getting to the site. And then this year he was like, all right, now I'm going to like straddle back over to the other side and figure out how to get more traffic. And so I feel like that's a pretty good way of thinking about it. Just more, um, you know, SAS is a little bit different, right? But you can like really, really focus in on the product side of things or like establishing certain channels and then you can straddle back to the experimentation side. And then once that's working, you can, you know, go back and forth essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that's probably where we're at. Like the product side, we've done a lot of work there and, and optimizing activation and onboarding and and making that a smooth process. And uh, yeah, experimenting a little more top of the funnel, I think is, is where we're at right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Like now that the course is done and the membership feels like it's in a, in a good spot, has good positioning, I need to do like a little bit more upfront work around um, the landing page and sort of like the sign up flow and some small bits there around like community stuff 
but in general, I'm like, all right, now it's really time to hit the gas pedal. And so my goals are very reflective of that and just like creating more leverage and more top of funnel and just making more of what I've already created. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear it. I, I feel like you are better prepared with your <laughs> 2022 <laughs> goals than I am. <laughs> well, no, not really. I mean, really, I, in fact, I was just reading a thread, uh, I'll, I'll link to it actually. I think it's pretty good from uh, Sahil Bloom around 2022 planning and sort of goal setting stuff. But, um, like from a high level, I was just trying to think more about, you know, what's, what's like a big enough goal to where it like changes, like it's a challenge, right? Like I have to think about what else I can do besides what I've been doing in order to reach that goal, but not so big that it feels unrealistic. And I would just sort of fall off the horse uh, a month in. Um, so I basically just like doubled all the numbers that I had from this last year. So double followers to 30,000, double subscribers to 15,000, double product revenue to like 200,000. Um, and then, you know, what does that change about the way that I do things? Uh, I think that I want to do, you know, obviously I want to double down on Twitter, be more intentional about threads and have like a more consistent cadence of high quality content. Um, I think I had like these seasons where like, if you go look back at my graph, it's very like, you know, you kind of go up a ramp and then you hit a plateau and then you go up a ramp, then you hit a plateau and then you go up a ramp. Like I'd rather it be, you know, a little bit more linear almost. Um, mm. but just linear in the way of like consistently trying to map, map it back to certain things. So, you know, like one high quality thread a week. Um, and then also introducing LinkedIn potentially. Uh, so thinking about a LinkedIn strategy, um, repurposing a lot of the content I've already created for LinkedIn, but just getting it planned out and mapped out and consistently posting, you know, once a day or once every other day ish. Uh, and then, um, I think that basically everything else that I do will have downstream effects to the subscribers and the product revenue that I want to get to. So it's, it's really, I mean, it's very much like a marketing function, you know, which is like, mm -hmm. you no, know, it's like, great. All right. That's what I'm good at. And I think that's where I've wanted to be. Um, again, small things I want to improve about the sign up flow and like the community itself, maybe introducing some more meetups and revamp or, uh, restarting think tank Thursday and getting like the email drip down and maybe consolidating some of the spaces. But like in general, I think that it's in a good spot. We have office hours, we have the courses, we have the community. Once I have like more of that drumbeat of the community engagement, um, really it's just about doubling Twitter, introducing LinkedIn. Um, and then like maybe some, I think more like co-marketing stuff, um, doing some collabs with other, marketing people and SaaS people in general. So I'm like building a list right now of people to reach out to, to uh, go on their podcast or do a newsletter swap or a guest post swap. Um, oh, SEO is one of the other things that's like outside of Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, again, trying to dog food my own advice here on diversification. And But uh, on the product revenue side, I think that SEO will be important this year. Um, but like, I don't know, it's like, it's fairly simple. That's why I feel like I'm not really all that prepared because I did some very simple <laughs> math around, okay, double each of the numbers. And then like, what are the extra things I need to do to put myself in a position to hit those? And 
that's really it yeah but i think that's like seriously the best i know that's when i've operated the best is when it's like you you have the end numbers or whatever and then you just work backwards from that and figure out what steps you need to take yeah right right yeah so i mean like the math is is fairly simple right it's like four thousand followers a quarter or like just over a thousand a month um Again, I think that the the subscribers will, will take care of themselves if I'm hitting the more top of funnel metrics around followers on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and then the product revenue will also follow, follow from that as well. Uh, barring I'm doing some of the other things and other collaborations as I kind of normally would, especially now that I have, I mean, this is the magic, right, of some sort of recurring sale uh, subscription is that you just build on top of your current customer base. So, I mean, I should be able to do more than I did last year simply in the fact if I have like decent retention or like decent replacement of that churn. Um, and if I do a decent job of requiring new people, right? like especially with $500 a year, you know, I only need another, well, I have to do the math here. I'm, I'm not going to do public math, but um, a handful of new members next year in order to hit that product revenue milestone above and beyond what the current customer base already is. Mm-hmm. And, and most members that could potentially churn this year would be at $100 a year, right? Or was it correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Most of them would be at a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so like, <laughs> yeah the numbers that work out pretty well in your favor then. Yeah, I, I'm again. I'd have to do something massively wrong to really screw that up, or like really whiff on the goal. I should be able to at least get fairly close to it um, if I don't hit it. But you know, adding 200 members this year, which I mean, I think was would be like kind of a stretch, a stretch goal. But that would add another hundred thousand dollars in in revenue this year, right? So even if it was mm-hmm. half that amount, a hundred, like that's still a decent number to add to the top line. Definitely. Yeah. And then there will be other revenue sources that I'll hopefully be able to talk about again, maybe next week, uh, at least be able to mention it, but other things that'll hopefully, um, well, yeah, that'll just contribute as well. Yeah. Given that you just, recently added your first set of sponsors do you have any i don't know plans or goals around sponsors for next year Mm. um yes i'm getting the sponsors up right now uh i'd mentioned that because one of the things i totally forgot to mention in my notes um but getting the sponsors set up with like all the branding stuff across swipe files right now um that'll be fairly like you know beyond everything that we're going to be doing together like with uh the main things will be like a couple of newsletter takeovers, the virtual summit late in the year, the state of SaaS marketing report later in the year. Um, I would like for those same sponsors to continue on at a higher price point next year. Uh, if we can justify the ROI and things go well and they're getting the traffic and leads and, you know, sort of like all the right metrics they need to see to continue on. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know if I really have any like hard and fast goals around sponsors next year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not like members where you can keep adding indefinitely. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you can't have you know go from four sponsors this year to twenty next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, I'd rather keep on the same number at a higher uh, price point. You know, mm-hmm. double the amount would be awesome as a reflection of if I can hit all my other goals around followers and subscribers and and uh, and traffic with SEO as well, just like being able to easily justify those numbers. But um, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Do you feel like you have more space available um, now that you're not doing, or, or that you do at least paused everything as marketing? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Yeah, weirdly. I think... You know, there's definitely like the mental capacity that it's that it's taken up, um, but also, I mean, like the recording, the the research and prep beforehand, and then like the post production stuff around the notes. I mean, it does take a decent amount of time. Like one episode is like four hours of work, I would say, um, and especially I think like over summertime, maybe again, there's maybe like a couple of seasons, probably like you know, the inverse of my Twitter growth also where I was like recording a lot. And sometimes I'd be doing two or three or four recordings a week. And so that pretty Mm. much takes up, you know, over half my week already just with those recordings and all the work associated with them. Um, so yeah, I mean, certainly right now it, it feels like there's a lot more mental capacity and sort of room for other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, just from the outside looking in, it feels like if you take the four hours that was put towards producing an episode uh, and put that towards, you know, LinkedIn growth or, or Twitter growth, it seems like it'll probably have more of, of an effect on the right. numbers. Yeah, yeah, higher leverage. I'm actually, I'm recording one more episode next week uh, because I didn't turn off the scheduling link and I didn't, I forgot that there was sort of like an outstanding invitation that hadn't been uh, like used yet. Like they hadn't really responded and I'm actually, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, It'll be like another like novel kind of topic. We'll be talking about like developer marketing, um, which I've been wanting to talk about anyways. And so I was like, well, I'd probably like Mm. hop on a call to pick his brain anyways. So anyways, I'll just record one more. Um, But yeah, I think that's definitely how I'm thinking about it too, is like it, it gives you space to work on the other stuff. And I think that Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, even like the newsletter, like it's, it's a better use of time for right now. Yeah. Can you mention who the developer marketing is with? Or is it secret? Yeah. It's with uh, Adam Duvander, who Justin Jackson mentions like all the time, or at least he used to, I feel okay. like. But um, yeah. he, has a, uh, he has a book on developer marketing and like sort of like a productized service slash consulting arm around developer marketing. And it's almost like an agency kind of model where they like give you the playbook for developer centric tools and how to market to developers. Um, mm. We've gone back and forth a little bit over DMS a couple times. And so uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for it. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. What we about you? Bonus episode. How are you thinking about, uh, how you think about 2022 planning goal setting? Yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one thing that has 
is is now coming up shockingly fast uh as i was just doing the math today uh my wife and i are having uh our second child in 12 weeks (laughs) oh my gosh 12 weeks 12 weeks from today is when she's due man yeah wow uh so yeah my my son turns one next week and then uh that's right in 12 weeks we'll we'll be adding another (laughs) (laughs) and then you'll each have one well, you'll have your hands full with one. You'll each have your hands full with one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we we won't be able to tag team anymore. We'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, obviously we're we're super excited and um, yeah, it's just as I'm doing now, 2022 planning. Uh, obviously, that is a big event that I'm planning for and looking mm-hmm. like. It's it's kind of like before my son was born. Uh, you know, I, I would say the two to three months leading up to that was like go go go, and I'm starting to feel that now. Like okay, you know, twelve weeks basically, three months. Uh, it's it's time to really deliver this first quarter, um, so that I'll be able to take time off. Um, you know, second quarter and uh, just enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Really that's, important. that's top of mind for me. I would say, so one of my big goals is to be able to take at least two weeks fully off, uh, which I guess probably sounds like not a lot, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> man, make it a month. Yeah. I don't What's know. It's for, you know, cause I'm thinking about it, like, well, yeah. So when my son was born, it was just, uh, so it was myself and then I had a part-time developer and he was like basically blocked the whole time, uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. but it, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but it was just myself doing support and I was trying to think like, okay, like how did I actually like do do it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And I don't know. It's because like when they're first born, like they're, they're, they're sleeping so much and it's just like, there is time to get stuff done, even mm. though you're tired and, uh, yeah. you know, you don't know, like, I remember I really didn't feel like working for probably about a month. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it took me to really get back into it, but like, there's still like stuff that I, I guess when I say like, take it fully off, like it's hard to imagine just like not opening email. Yeah. Not it's not really fully work. off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like so like yeah that, that could probably extend to like week, right yeah 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 th- that that that'll probably be at least a month of sort of the like low maintenance work mode um but leading up to that there are a number of so one of the things i was doing uh at the end of the year just reviewing things and and preparing for next year uh I was looking at some of the metrics and I discovered that I'm still handling about a third of the support tickets that come in. Mm. Um, and so I've gone through and categorized some of those and figured out either, you know, are these like issues with the app that we can just solve? Uh, some of the things are like scripts that I run on the back end that either we could build a support tool for or, uh, some of the things we could make available to customers to just do themselves. Um, so there's a number of 
the support requests there that I think I'm probably going to focus on reducing those uh, over the next few weeks just to, Mm -hmm. again, prepare and make things as smooth as smooth as possible. And um, yeah, so that's that's one of the goals. Uh, And let's see. The other big goal I have for next year is to uh, hire a developer either probably on some sort of contract, uh, but have them build a new product for us. Uh, Hmm. a new booster basically. Yeah. New booster. Yeah. It'll probably be the second half of the year, just based on the way things are going to work out. Mm -hmm. Uh, but again, that there's a lot of preparation I still need to do for that. Uh, in order to, based on everything I learned last year, like make that a smooth process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that will be one of the biggest steps that I can take forward with the business this year. So, yeah. So basically the goal is what are the things that you need to do in order to be able to take on a, another developer and have them be able to step right into start building a booster almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Is that the gist of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, it, and so it's like, again, I mean, it's, it's stuff that I've been talking about for a while, but getting the automated testing in place, uh, getting the, the different environments like fully set up, um, and just the, the, some of the other processes and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. So that they can, yeah, someone else can step in and it's not just like, oh, we need Chris to go and do this or, uh, you know, yeah, just, (laughs) there's just still too much that relies on me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think those are, those are great. If I can add my, my two cents of one other thought, of course, because it's my obligatory, uh, marketer two cents that I have to chime in with, but I also feel like revenue in general solves most problems. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> in the in the months leading up to baby number two, just like marketing stuff, whether it's, yeah, you know, th- small things like affiliate program, um, but like, you know, uh, JetBoost product hunt launch. Um, I don't know, other things that could be set up around, I don't know, who knows? I, I forget some of the other things we've talked about in the past. I'm blanking now. But, um, you know, that helps with just like being able to justify taking more time off because there's more of a cushion and or being able to hire a developer and or whatever other like thing comes up. It's just more revenue equals better. Um, prioritizing that. Yeah. But of course, you already know that I just have to chime in with my two cents and be the marketer to a, to a, at least like nag and reminder. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, and that, that's great. It's, uh, it's a little bit of what I mentioned earlier with the experimenting, like the experimenting I'm talking about is mainly mm-hmm. on the marketing side. Yeah. Uh, again, oh, looking yeah, at the, the bowls and the, right. And some of the, the traffic, uh, I've been doing a, a review of the traffic numbers and, some of the areas where we're seeing a lot of success, we haven't invested much in. And Mm. some of the areas where we've invested a lot in, we're not seeing that much success. And you know, it's like when you finally stop and take a look at things, 
it it's it sort of seems obvious now like mm. oh we should be putting our resources to this marketing channel um versus that one and trying out new new marketing channels too because again i don't think we've totally nailed it yet i mean i know we haven't so yeah yeah really exciting stuff uh of course, we talked about it before, but congrats on baby number two. Super, super exciting. Yeah. yeah uh, thanks, but also really stoked for the next year of JetBoost. And I think that both of those kind of themes of um, reducing support and uh, the prep for a developer are, and of course, in marketing is number three, <laughs> or more marketing essentially. Um, yeah. Really, really exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's... Uh... Last year was uh, definitely a lot of learning. Uh, like I said, you know, I said in the last episode, both personal side and work side. And I feel like this year is, you know, building on that again, both personal side and work side. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can deliver. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I should mention it last week, but like last, last year for JetBoost, I feel like from my perspective is was like really, really, uh, monumental in a lot of ways, like I said, a lot of learnings, but like just subjectively looking at it, I mean, you've really scaled, uh, beyond default alive and, uh, you have like, you know, you've launched multiple products, nailed pricing. Uh, it feels like things are like working really well. Right. And so like, whereas before it was sort of like still, you know, a one man, a one man show and everything was sort of like, is this going to break in any second? And it's all sort of like working, but in, you're more in like survival mode, but like, right. Man, things are in, I don't know, from my perspective, like a really great spot. So well done. Yeah. It's very strange. Cause I'm like working on writing up a year review and I, I feel like it wasn't that great of a year, <laughs> which is, <laughs> Not again, just talking about work. Um, like I, I feel like year one was more successful than year two. Uh, even though, you know, revenue growth was higher in year two than year one. It, it just like, when I look back at, at, and again, it, it, I mentioned this last time, like for some for whatever reason like shipping features feels like the <laughs> mm-hmm. what what I base the success metric on and it feels like yeah we didn't ship all that much this past year uh even though a lot of it you know was behind the scenes and all of that but yeah I don't know for for some reason I'm I'm like not totally satisfied with with how the year turned out yeah. and I'm I'm trying to figure that out so yeah, I'm with you there. I totally understand that. It is such a weird, weird phenomenon. I think too, it's probably also, you know, like I said, the first year, a real year of JetBoost 2020 was such a huge year, like going full time on it and then like reaching mm-hmm. default alive. And that was, it's hard to like beat sort of like the the milestone of that. Right, like the lift off. Yeah, exactly. It's more exciting and it feels like a bigger accomplishment um, when in reality on paper, you know, this last year was like more successful. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. yeah. I'm hoping this, this next year will feel like that. 
for me where it feels like, all right, I've maybe hopefully fingers crossed, knock on wood, figured out like a product market fit essentially for swipe files. And now I can really fine tune the process and the day to day and the marketing, put my foot on the gas pedal and just like do more of what already works. And even though it won't feel like as big of a, a liftoff, it'll be, it'll be more objectively successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're definitely in that spot. And, and I think your plan makes perfect sense because like I keep seeing things pop up where people are recommending swipe files and, uh, you know, just mentioning that it's like a unique community among marketers, uh, because, you know, I can imagine that most marketing communities just turn into <laughs> everyone marketing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, themselves to, to everyone else. Uh, and it seems like you've avoided that so far with swipe files, which is awesome. It's, it's a very helpful community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I do, I do think you have that, that, like you said, product market fit and now you can just, uh, build upon that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's, uh, that's the thought. That's the goal for sure. Yeah. Um, but long year ahead and many more updates to come throughout, uh, but really exciting stuff. I'm, I'm having trouble like really figuring out, I want to really nail down like what are the other like things day to day that will make sure that I'm really on track for a lot of these goals. But at the same time, I'm like simpler is better. And like, I don't have to make this like really sophisticated plan. Like it really just comes down to like a few big things and like a few key habits. And so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to just like keep it there. Like, all right, just like keep to this. (laughs) Don't over-engineer it. Don't complicate it. Cause like the more things you add to the list, the more, I'll probably forget about or drop or change later. And so just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Finding those, those key inputs. Yeah. That is the hard part. Yeah. I think especially I've seen like this last year, maybe I just noticed it more or it kind of clicked for me, but like kind of the same idea around revenue, fixing a lot of problems, I think for a lot of content related businesses and, and people, just more eyeballs fixes all problems. <laughs> so you, you know, you can try as much as you want to like squeeze every ounce out of the lemon. But like, if you just have hmm. 50 lemons instead, like your life is a lot easier. And so it feels a little bit like that for me where with my current follower count and the subscribers, like I'm doing a great job of like stewarding and making the most of that list. But my life would be easier if they were just doubled, you know, or tripled, right? It's just, Right. Those goals would be a lot easier to attain and it would just, it would be a lot simpler, right? If, if I already had those numbers to work with. So just focus on getting there, whatever those are. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, it reminds me of this tweet from Ruben Gamez that I've had on our list for a while. It's just been like, when I read it, it was like, I don't know, pretty eye-opening for me. Uh, he said, the type of marketing most people need, get 5X to 10X more traffic and signups. Mm. Like you said, just <laughs> more eyeballs. Yeah. They said, what most devs call marketing, continuously optimizing for the 1,000 website visitors <laughs> yeah. they already have. I was like, wow, I feel seen. <laughs> seriously, seriously. That's a great, I need to save that. I should put that like on the Swipe Files landing page. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I need to, if you have that, send that to me, but otherwise yeah, I'll try I'll to find it, it on you. Twitter. Yeah, we can, we can put it in the show notes too. Sweet. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that is going to be one of the things I'm going to be working on for this new landing page is really verbalizing and trying to to really speak the language of, I think, what people are experiencing and then map that back to what mm. I've created with Swipe Files and sort of packaging it up really neatly. I think it's like fairly cut and dry right now and like not really, I mean, I'm not really proud of it. I don't really like the way that it is right now. But stuff like this where it's just like so, like hits it on the head so well. Um, I need more of that, right? Where it just, mm. people are like, oh dang, you know, you, you just know like when it clicks and when it makes more sense. Right, yep. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, going 2022, um, any other thoughts, ideas, things top of mind, updates? I don't think so. The only thing I was I was thinking about, ha- have we mentioned the podcast scheduling change we've been talking about? No, no. Yeah, so we're uh, going to be playing with recording every other week instead of every week, hopefully to... Uh, make everyone more sort of uh, compact and <laughs> concise with updates, um, pack it a little bit more of a punch. I also know because there's a lot of other podcasts out there and so maybe reduce some of that podcast fatigue. We'll see. I don't know. We might change it. We might go revert or we might even do less. Who knows? Um, but you can expect from us every other week, every other Tuesday we'll be republishing now. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, since we're both, kind of past the initial phase it's it gets harder and harder as you go on mm-hmm. to provide weekly updates because things just yeah move slower and take longer so uh yeah hopefully we can produce better content with each episode that we do release yeah and we're already long-winded as it is so <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> every two weeks an hour episode will be you know roughly <laughs> the same as every week 30 minute episode right <laughs> sweet all right. Well, we'll cap it there. Um, we'll have as many of the mentions and links in the show notes, including uh, some of the tweets we mentioned and updates on what we're working on. And we'll see you next time in two weeks. <laughs>